that's who he is. Um, you know, I think it still surprises people outside the building sometimes, but we know what we have in him, and when he gets going, uh, look out. Randall Cobb in the afterglow of that Sunday night Packers win over the Bears, talking about, of course, number 12, Aaron Rodgers, whose participation Sunday is still in doubt this morning. Joining us live, the voice of the Packers, Wayne Larrabee on WTMG. Good morning, sir. Good morning. No sense in either of us trying to play amateur doctor or orthopedic surgeon here and speculating on whether or not Rodgers will play. I want to dwell back just for a moment on Sunday night with Rodgers deservedly getting so much of the credit for that come-from-behind victory. But overall, as a Packers fan, my takeaway after seeing the game again is, wow, what a team effort right down to the coaching staff, even the medical staff. That was just a splendid performance for the first game of a regular season and snatching victory from defeat. Yeah, and I know the defense, um, you know, probably people think that defense really struggled in that game. They did not. After the first two drives, the Bears, who had amassed 146 yards, got about 144 or less than that um, the rest of the way. So uh, the defense actually uh, stood pretty tall in that uh, victory, although they were overshadowed, as was everyone, by the uh, performance of Aaron Rodgers. Turning the page to this week, Wayne, how much better does Kirk Cousins make the Vikings? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Case Keenum had a better year last year than Kirk Cousins had, at least if you believe uh, passer ratings. Uh, I think he makes them at, at least a little bit better because I think he's a better quarterback overall than Keenum is. And I think that uh, the thing he gives them maybe is a little more downfield capability in the passing game. We're live with the voice of the Packers, Wayne Larrabee on WTMJ. Overall, you look at these two teams, Packers made massive changes in the offseason, roster-wise and in their front office. And the Vikings held steady, obviously, in their front office and coaching staff for the most part. But, wow, they really tweaked a roster that was already pretty darn strong. Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, when you look at uh, the addition of Cousins and Sheldon Richardson coming over on a one-year contract from Seattle, he and Mo Wilkerson uh, were together in New York uh, playing on Mike Pettin's defense out there, and, and they were pretty formidable back in the day, and, and now both will play against one another in this game. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but Minnesota has upgraded a little bit. They're very deep defensively. Uh, they have excellent uh, skill position players uh, on offense. And getting Dalvin Cook back, uh, he only played five games last year or four games. Uh, I think getting him back really is a huge key for that offense. I know it's a scheduling quirk that you don't often see, and obviously you've got to play just who's in front of you. But what do you think of the way the Packers are starting the season? Two home games against their two biggest rivals. Yeah, you know, that's a tough start. Um, you know, you're just at this stage of the game, you're just trying to figure out who you are. You've got a lot of new pieces that you're trying to put into place and a new defensive system and all. Uh, it's, it's a tough road to hoe, even though the two home games are home. And for the Packers, these are not just uh, uh, physical games. It, it's the emotional aspect of these two games, I think, also back-to-back -back make them uh, a, a challenge, even though the Packers are playing those games at home. Vikings obviously very strong on defense. That point has been made. Position players on offense also very strong. The one Achilles heel they may have is that offensive line. The Packers' defensive line, probably their strongest aspect on that side of the ball. How much of the game is going to hinge on the play there in the trench? I think the whole thing will. I, I think the Packers' defensive line really has to step to the fore in this ball game because they have a chance to maybe control things against this offensive line. The Vikings' line isn't bad, but it's not good. And, you know, that's the thing. The, the Packers have this uh, defensive front seven they feel very good about, and they need to uh, win that battle in the trench decisively. And that was not the case in the Bears game.
If Aaron can go, and I know that's still an if right now, can we expect to see a lot of the same game plan as the second half of last week against the Bears? Shotgun, shorter drops, getting the ball out fast, things like that? Yeah, I would think you'll see a lot of pistol where the running back lines up three yards behind the quarterback, and so the quarterback doesn't have to move much uh, to hand off the football to the running back. And I think you'll see a lot of that, and I think it'll be very similar to what you saw in the second half last week. It has to be. And, and for Minnesota, what they'll try to do, uh, you know, a quick timing, a rhythm-type offense uh, that the Packers ran against the Bears in the second half, the Vikings will pro- probably plaster man-to-man and try to knock receivers off their routes so that the timing of the offense is thrown off. Uh, just what the way it's going to probably break down. Yeah, that's the way the Bears did it on uh, Sunday night, certainly in the first half. Wayne Larrabee, along with Larry McCarron, he'll have the play-by-play kickoff at noon Sunday with our Packers game day coverage beginning with opening drive Sunday morning at 9. Wayne, thanks for the time. We'll do it again next week. All right, guys. Talk to you Monday.